0: Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today, we spoke to Gavin Aquilina, who is the COO at Reunion Training, a group training franchise revolutionizing the industry. Listen as Gavin chats about the origin of the business, what Reunion Training is, the training and support provided, and who would make for an ideal franchisee. Listen on to discover more.
1: Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Ellen Rogers and I'm here with Brianna from the Eden Exchange team. Hello. Today our guest is Gavin Aquilina, who is the CEO of Reunion Training Franchises, a group training franchise revolutionising the industry. Welcome to the podcast, Gavin.
2: Cheers, Ellen. Thanks. Thanks, Brianna. Nice to meet you guys.
1: Could you start off by telling us about your professional background and how you first became involved with Reunion Training? What is your current role involve?
2: Yeah. As far as the background, I started in the fitness industry about over 30 years ago now, around 32 years ago, and gradually worked my way through different roles from being a coach, a trainer, PT, educating coaches and trainers and business people, and then I had about 20 years as a a master trainer for life fitness and traveled around the world to over... 40 countries, educating coaches, managers, gym owners about health and fitness, and then spent a lot of time here in Australia as well as the Education Director for Life Fitness Australia in working with a lot of different franchises in the rollout of life fitness equipment and best use as far as business case and client retention. I then worked with another personal training franchise in Australia for a period of time and then started with Reunion. And the journey started when somebody said, oh, look, come down. You've got to check out this this location. You'd be great to work in the company. And initially, I didn't go down and then COVID hit. And then the same person turned around when we came back out last year and said, hey, you, know, you should come down. And I came down and did uh, a class and just absolutely loved it. Like, I love training, but this was just something that really... It just ignited my passion even further when it came to training, and so I said, "Great, look, let's have a chat to somebody." So we had several meetings, and off the back of that, ended up coming into Reunion and loving the journey and the position as far as COO. And
3: can you tell us a little bit about what Reunion training does? How does it differ from other training and fitness franchises in the market?
2: I suppose there's two ways to look at this: is what do we do as a business for our members? As far as a business. If we look at it from, I suppose, an individual franchise perspective, we've looked at it and there's a lot of fitness franchises out there and their pure focus is just to make people sweat. And people really love that. They get in, they sweat. But the problem is it'll burn them out after a period of time. And so it doesn't necessarily make them better long-term, but it gives them short-term results. And what we want to do is we want to help make people better for the long-term. Better is a really sort of ambiguous word. But what we know within the fitness industry is that the reason people join some form of fitness facility is very different to the reason people stay at that fitness facility, which is very different to the reason people leave that fitness facility. And so what we're aware of is is people come in and they want to achieve a certain result. Now, our goal is to help them achieve that result, but help some underlying things improve as well. Our focus is really it's almost like a, a purest form of strength. So we want to improve their strength and their strength foundation because, as we know, once you get past the age of 30, your strength starts to decrease, which then means your function in life starts to decrease as well. But we also know after the age of 30, your movement and mobility will start to decrease also. So we want to focus on that. Then there's also conditioning, people's conditioning, your ability to walk up the steps and, you know, play games, run around with friends, etc. That goes down. So we focus on ensuring that we've got the strength base for people so that they can improve in a safe and effective way. We ensure that we're helping them move better and become more mobile so that they're not becoming tighter as they progress in age. And we're making sure their conditioning stays in place. Along with that, we're making sure we provide a really great community. And the focus of our workouts really focus on that. We look at putting people into groups of three. So that in that group of three, they get to know somebody they feel safe and comfortable in the training environment. And if I look at, I suppose, one final thing in relation to this aspect of it is in a lot of fitness franchises, you've got cheerleaders and they're the ones that sweat and they push people and make them work hard, but there's not a focus on the actual movement and making sure the person can actually move better. And so we actually put a lot of time into increasing the skill set of our coaches so they understand the actual science behind movement, but at the same time so they can teach it in such a way that it's very user-friendly. So it's taking the complex and making it simple is really our goal in that realm. That's purely just in studio, but we also offer nutrition as part of our program as well, which is another differentiator. We've got digital as well. So people can do online, they can do live sessions or they can do pre-recorded sessions also. So we have a a really sort of multifaceted offering when it comes to a client and a member. When it comes to a franchisee, how do we differ in the market as well? As a franchise, our approach to business, it's different to a lot of other models. A lot of other models, they want the money up front, give us the money, let's get you in. and, And then they sort of churn you out where we're really conscious that for a franchisee to be effective, they need the money in their bank account. So it's not all upfront pay us now. We really focus on the franchisee, understand that if we can lower their point to entry, they can then put their money back into the business and help market it and grow it over the first 12 months if we can amortize some of these upfront costs that so many franchises put in place for their franchisees. So we try and really approach the business side of it very different as well. And off the back of that, I'm sure we'll come to this later, but it's also the concept of the engagement with the franchisee and the onboarding of them and the coaches becomes a really important component. And it's about truly caring about whether it be the members caring about them at that level, caring about the coaches, caring about the franchisees.
1: Now, Gavin, who are your customers? Who is Reunion Training designed for and which target market are you focusing on growing and developing?
2: The market we're looking at is around the sort of 30 up to around the 50-year-old age bracket. Now, I push it a little bit higher because I'm actually closer to the 50-year-old age bracket, but it's around sort of that 30 to 45. But there is so much in it for across the board as far as people quite often are afraid of going in and doing strength training. You know, Some people can afford a PT, some people can't. And so there's the ability for anybody to come on board with us and be able to come in and start performing exercises because of that coaching approach. The mix between male and female is around a 50-50, depending on the location. Some locations we have got 60% females and 40% males. and some locations, it's a reverse of that figure. But So the demographic is around that sort of 30 to 45 and 45 plus is an ideal market. From a franchisee perspective, why is it important as far as age and demographic? What we know, and and one thing I didn't mention at the start, was I was actually involved with a report, the Australian Fitness Industry Retention Report back three years ago that we published that with Dr. Paul Bedford. And what we know is we know that from a a franchisee perspective, that people who are above the age of 30, and as you go into your 40s and 50s, they are retained for much longer within a fitness facility. And so... If I look at a comparison, there's some facilities that focus on doing these big Olympic-style lifts and they do all these gymnastic-style moves. And what we realise is that a lot of people in that you know, 30 33 to 50 age bracket, some are interested in that, but a lot aren't. And if we focus on those sorts of lifts, we then alienate so many people in the market. And so we're really conscious of, of not saying, hey, you've got to be looking towards athletic endeavour, but you just need to be somebody who, who's looking to change, looking to make a change, whether you wanna be a bit more mobile, be a little bit fitter, lift a bit differently and be part of a community. We're focusing on those people in that 30 to 45 age bracket, male, or female, uh, the customers that Reunion work with. And we like to think that across the level, somebody can come in and they can be quite novice. Like I look at us, what we did through COVID and the success that was had. And some of the people that have come in are people who've never stepped underneath a barbell before. But they are now absolutely killing it as we're progressing through the journey and have helped them learn the methods, be feeling comfortable in the group and community situation, working in groups of three.
3: And how involved are you in for your franchisees? Do you regularly visit the training centres?
2: Very involved. So basically, our goal is to work with the franchisees in helping upskill their coaches, upskilling the franchisees, ensuring that we do have that regular contact with them. It's an important part of our model that we want to be really franchisee centric, where it's not, hey, look, here it is, you paid your money, set and forget. But we want to work with them to help create a real standard within the fitness industry. So yeah, most definitely, we are going through, we're working with our franchisees, we um, are visiting them. Yeah, we have a real focus on their success because their success then becomes our success. And that happens through all the different levels within the business.
1: Now, how does your franchisee training and support program differ from other franchise programs in the market? What is your point of difference?
2: With respect to the way we set up for our franchisees, we work over an extended period of time where we have the ability to bring them in and work with them face to face two days a week. And that happens over the process of a eight-week cycle where we have five weeks where we go through, we work on specific concepts, and then they actually have a mentor that they go out and work with throughout that week. They get to apply the information, ask questions, come back the next week, and we then get to answer those questions. So the concept of to learn, to say, and then do, and then come back in and question that process. So we go through all levels of the business from them understanding how a coach is onboarded and going through that journey as well, to being a franchisee who is then onboarded through an eight-week journey that teaches them how to use the studio. But if I even take a step back beyond that, we have a three-day intensive when somebody is ready to start. Because as you'd know, within a fitness franchise, you've got to have a pre-sale period before the actual studio opens. So we go through, we do a three-day session with them, which is an intensive that is purely just focused on them and their ability to go through that 12-week runway into the studio opening. We then have our BDM who works with them and they work with them in executing that eight-week pre-sales campaign, making sure that we're focusing on getting anywhere from 60 up to 80 clients for them during that pre-sales journey. And that has them pretty close to a break even on opening the door. There's obviously many different factors that can drive that. So we have the three-day intensive. But then during this journey, we're also undergoing the eight-week immersive in which we go through and we do face-to-face, we do online, they do mentor work, and then they have a three-week immersive in the studios at which time they come back. And we go through a checklist and just ensure that they've got all the skills needed to open and run a really successful franchise.
3: A franchise's success is dependent on the individual success of each of its franchisees. How do you prioritize each franchisee and maintain that level of dedication throughout their business journey?
2: Yeah, so as far as the priority, as far as our franchisees, one of the great things that's required within any franchise is really good software because it gives us great insights because we can't necessarily be on the ground all the time. As much as we'd love to be within the franchises, we can't be on the ground all the time. And so software plays a critical part We've explored and trialed multiple different software platforms over the last two, three-year period to ensure that we've got a software that can provide us with awesome visibility of key metrics so that we can ensure that they're growing. And if they're not, then we can have a look at the metric that might indicate why they're not. For example, you know within our industry, it might be, are they uh, generating enough leads? And if they're generating enough leads, we look at that and go, fantastic. They're still not hitting the mark. So then we look at lead to conversion. And we go, well, their conversion rate's low. We need to have a chat to them about what their process is with you know selling the memberships for the members. There might be a limit there. We might be able to have a look and go, wait up, their retention is right down the bottom end. So we can jump in, have a look at the metrics that relate to retention, and we can then address those. And it might be something like attendance. So we look at attendance rates alone. So then we go, what's their onboarding like? We then go in and have a look at what their classes and what their teaching is like, so we ensure that they're hitting all the markers that we want, so that we can investigate what is happening with retention. So, software is a critical component of being able to personalize, and use the word prioritise. I suppose I prefer to look at it as more personalised, because I wouldn't like to think we're prioritising any franchisee over another. I'd like to think we're personalizing our approach to each individual franchisee so they can continue to succeed and be even better than what they are at the moment, whether they're at the top end or the bottom end of the scale.
1: That sounds great, Gavin. So talking more about locations, what is your process for establishing a new franchise location and the recruitment of that new franchise? How involved is the process?
2: It's an involved process. And the fact that, we want to make sure that the right people are joining us as a franchise. So there is a vetting process for them and just finding out background, you know, whether it be business, whether at. There's actually a personality inventory that Brett uh, Hannah, who I, I believe, I think he's done a session with you guys as well, that Brett can go through and gives us an indication as to where that person sits, where their strengths might be, where their weaknesses might be that we've got to work with them. So we go through and we get a real clear understanding of that person and what their strengths and weaknesses are as an individual for a franchisee. Then as far as the actual location itself, we've got a big area for a franchise compared to many of the other franchises. So our pool or our reach for that franchisee is much greater. We're not looking to sell a million franchises, but we're looking to sell franchises that can be effective. And that means that Their catchment is not down at the 10,000 people mark where a lot are, but we're up closer to the 20,000 or north of 20,000 people as far as the catchment for the franchise location. The location itself, ensuring that we've got something that's got good exposure, but helping them find a place that's got good exposure but a lower rent is a critical component to it. So shopfront's fantastic, but we know that shopfront's quite expensive You know, you're looking at three times the rent of being able to find something which is a destination retail that might sit up on a first floor that has some really good exposure to a main street and we can get the marketing in place there. So we can work with a lot of different locations, but we like to help guide our franchisees and potential franchisees into something that we know is going to give them the ability to market their business just by thoroughfare. Versus having to go out there and really having to push their branding because they sit in a back alley somewhere.
3: And does a franchisee go through a fitness and wellness transformation before becoming one? Live what you preach, so to speak.
2: Yeah, so we don't make it compulsory for them to have to go through that journey. I can understand the benefit of that. But if we look at it, there's the ability for us and the way we've set up the business is such that somebody might just be an investor. As a franchisee versus work in the business themselves. And I know some franchises require somebody to actually be in the business and working in the business all the time. But we've got the model in such a way that if somebody wants to be an investor, they can be and they can have a head coach or manager in there who's going to run the business for them. I'm really conscious of the fact that we don't make that a, a mandatory thing. You know, ideally, the franchisee, and we see this a lot as far as where our interest is coming from, is from people who have tried the product, have experienced the product. So we definitely want someone who has tried and experienced it, and truly understands it. But at the same time, you know, I know through what I've seen out there in the marketplace, there's some people who say, hey, this is a fantastic opportunity. I'm not a fitness person, but I can see the real strength in this product and I want to invest in it. And so we don't want to create barriers to those people investing within Reunion.
1: So Gavin, how involved are you once the new franchisee has been established? You've talked a little bit before about your process. So how involved are you once the new franchisee has been established and does the level of mentorship and training at all change as they become more confident?
2: Yeah, most definitely it does. As they become more confident, they're going to have different skills. But with that said, as we know, you go through that sigmoid curve where people go up, they become confident, then you've got to work with them to make sure you get them before they drop off the other side, of that sigmoid curve, so you ensure that you're keeping their motivation high. So it's really understanding that the changes in their motivations are going to vary along that journey. Um, The skill sets are going to change along that journey. And if we use an example, like somebody will come along and they might be able to set up you know, one franchise and they love it and that does them, and it's a real lifestyle for them, and they're good to go. And we've just got to ensure for that person that we can help keep their motivation in place. Now, you know, with respect to franchisee turnover, around that sort of five to six, seven years, you find that quite often people will come in, they'll buy, they'll set up, they'll get to a point. And if they stay with one franchise, you've got to try and help motivate them through that, you know, that five, six, seven year mark. And even through three to five becomes a critical point. So they get the growth, they start making money, but then they'll plateau and quite often you'll see a drop off. So I look at the concept of confidence. I look at the concept also of motivation. You know, how do we help establish where they're at, what their motivation is to ensure that their studio still continues to grow and have success. So there is different, if we look at confidence, There's different skills that we can teach them along that journey, ensuring that if somebody does get to a three-year mark, that what are the skills that they're going to need at this point? Well, it could be the skill of actually ensuring they've been able to mentor and grow somebody through their studio who can potentially open up another studio as well. I mean, some of the people listening, they might be thinking, well, you know what, I'd love to invest, but who's going to run it for me? Well, we're looking to work through the studio so that people are built up and so they're ready to potentially branch out and either run their own or jump in and possibly co-invest with somebody who's maybe listening to this podcast and says, you know what, I want to get into it, but I want someone who's got skin in the game. So we're looking to build people up through that journey. And we want our franchisees to be able to do that as well. What we're conscious of is some people have that skill set to be able to build people up. Other people... They don't have that. And so we work with them to ensure that along their journey, they're confident in the fact they ready to open, they've done a pre-sales, they know how to use the systems, and they through that first 12 months, they're just focusing on refining, understanding the systems, getting to know their team. After that sort of 12 to 24 months, it's going to be focusing on them being able to build their team members up and create a career so it's not just a job and that's a really important part. So it's their confidence in being able to build their team members up, constantly being able to um, upskill their team members and get their team members to the point where they can either run the studio and that person can step back from it and still make money, or where they build their team members up and get them to the point where they go, you know what, let's open up another one. Because of the simplicity and the structures that we are creating with respect to franchise, because I personally worked in a franchise which was successful, but the problem that was Mm -hmm. limiting their growth was it was over-systemized. And so we're really conscious of systemizing it to keep the product consistent, but not over-systemizing it where it's going to actually decrease the ability to grow their business and for us to grow the business itself. So the franchisee can bring somebody up, grow them internally, and they can then put them into a studio. And theoretically, a franchisee, to be able to run two or three of these studios – and have one manager or head coach running them all, is where we see a lot of the franchisees being able to go over time.
3: And what is the work-life balance like for a franchisee? What can they expect owning and running a franchise like Reunion Training?
2: Yeah, it becomes a really important part, doesn't it? To a degree, I come back to some of the things that we touched on already, which is with respect to the work-life balance, ensuring that the systems aren't overcomplicated, so that somebody can come in underneath a franchise owner and go, yeah, I can see how to do this versus I need a thesis on how to run these systems. Because if they need a thesis, then that means me as the owner, I'm gonna be constantly immersed in the business itself. And that's not the direction that we wanna take for any of our franchisees. We wanna give them the opportunity to have a successful business that can run without them being in it. If they wanna be in it, then that's an absolute bonus. But if they could work through and have a head coach on a full-time salary, you've then got another coach potentially on a full-time and maybe two or three casual coaches that work within the system, they could sit on the outside and that business could run itself. And that's where we're really conscious of not making it too complex. But as much as we as the master franchise or the franchisee want to be able to look down and be able to look at the metrics of every studio, we want the owner who might be holidaying in Canada, skiing, to be able to look at the reports they get out of the software and go, great, I can see what's happening. They're generating enough leads. I can see that the attendance rate is sitting at three sessions or above, which I know it is great for retention. The place is humming along. Or for me as a franchisee, I can sit in Canada and go, whoa, the attendance rate has gone down to an average of 1.9 per client that is gonna impact my retention in about a month and a half's time, I'm gonna see numbers start to drop off. So this is where it sort of blends the two together where the importance of the software for them as a franchisee is critical for them being able to step back and have work-life balance because they can look at what's happening, know that they can travel, be able to see what's happening and have a really clear understanding as to what needs to be done. And that's where we can work with a partner with them to ensure that there is that work-life balance. Knowing that, you know, for a lot of us, when we do work in a franchise, when we do work in a business, when it's first set up, you know, that first year to two years, you know, it's head down, butt up to get it going. But the long-term game with this is that it's the ability to have that work-life balance. Being somebody who, you know, has children myself, it is such a, a critical thing to try and find. And for many, it's a hard one to strike. And we're conscious of giving the opportunity for our franchisees to achieve that.
1: It does sound like you really do love the franchise. Yeah. So what do you love most about the business and what drives you every day to continue with the team at Reunion Training?
2: Oh, there's so many parts to it and an individual thing. I, I love the community. I love going in and doing the, the training sessions. I love doing the classes. I, I head in and I'll do at least four of the classes per week and you might go for a run on another day, but I'll do at least four of the classes per week, if not five absolutely love the community that we get when in there. You know, I love having a chat, smiling. I love working in the groups of three and just the energy that it brings because if we look at it, it has to be fun. There has to be a bit of a laugh. It's got to be enjoyable. And I think some of these other franchise models, some of these things get missed and it's where the concept of working in teams of three as opposed to just individual go, go, go and flog yourself is such a critical component of what we do. So I love attending and doing the workouts for the community. I love the workout structures themselves. For somebody who has has worked in the industry for 30 plus years and worked in a lot of programming, I love being able to turn up, look at the screen and just go, wow, you know what? This is a really well thought out, well structured program. And so I've got the confidence with that experience that allows me to, to enjoy that component. There's also the fact of the people that work within the business. It's so exciting. It's, it's an exciting company because of what we're doing in the way that we're revolutionizing this approach to group training. That we're working with people who've got an amazing skill set, but an amazing passion for fitness, but an amazing passion for people as well. And that combination of community, science, which is broken down and made easy, is an exciting component. And where this company is going, is phenomenal and that in itself it's just that real snowball where there is so much opportunity it's it's just phenomenal but I look at it and think the chance for our members if I break it down to them as the final point bringing a product to market that has the coaching ability where I won't name a name but I can see that person and I was thinking of a specific person coming out of lockdown, going into the studio, hadn't lifted a barbell before, but she can absolutely love it just as much as I can, who's trained for a long period of time. And I reckon that is such a unique thing. But being able to see the joy that she gets and the, the improved movement that she gets and the change in her body and her confidence and the smile, that's something that, for me, being in the fitness industry for such a long period of time is something that I will never get bored of. And it's something that I've seen at Reunion probably more than I've seen anywhere else in the fitness industry.
3: That sounds fantastic. And what is the best advice you can offer someone thinking of inquiring? And what is the best way for them to get in touch with you?
2: The best advice I could give is to contact us as soon as possible. Now, it sounds funny, I know for myself, when I set up my first fitness studio was back in uh, 1998, 99, and I had that for six or seven years. As somebody in the fitness industry or somebody who's potentially naive, which many many of us are, especially at that age I was, I was like, yeah, I can do this all alone. I can do it myself. And I was so much an advocate. And it comes from an ego perspective If I can do it all myself. What you suppose you realize is that you don't have all the skills. And some people, they're blessed with all of them, maybe. But there's always someone who's going to be better at something than you are. I suppose I learnt this as part of working with many franchises through that job where I travelled around the world for 20 years. I started to see the benefit in being associated with a franchise, and that's as somebody who would buy a franchise. It was because they took a lot of the stress out of the journey. They provide the marketing. They provide the sales approach. They provide the screens, the systems, the structures to execute the business in the best possible way. They provide you the support that if you go by yourself, you don't have as a standalone that I didn't have. Like I looked and think, wow, if I was part of a franchise when I first started, it would have made it so much easier because I would have had mentors. I would have had people holding my hand and helping me see what and how to do things. And so I look at that and go, that in itself is a critical part of making a decision to move into a franchise. But the other part being, because we're on the rise, there is still some absolute premium locations available for franchises. And I know when I looked at a specific franchise a few years ago, all the territories were gone. Now, some of them didn't have facilities built in them at that point, but they were gone. And I was like, wow, you know, really missed the boat because I heard of some of the sales prices that these were going for and it was absolutely crazy. So with us having such an incredible business structure and model, but also having some premium locations available, I would say jump on it now because if you wait that six months, then all these premium locations are going to be snapped up and you'll miss that one that's close to you or the one that's going to give you what you perceive potentially the greatest return. So that's why I'd say, you know, jump on, jump on now. Um, And if somebody is looking to get in touch with us, go to the reuniontraining.com website or you can contact Brett, who's our head of franchising. And it's brett at reuniontraining.com is the best person to touch base with. I'm happy to chat to anybody as well. And my email is gavin at reuniontraining.com as well. Either of us touch base and we'll be able to guide you in the right direction or answer any of your questions.
1: Thanks, Gavin. Reunion Training sounds like a dream business opportunity to franchise with. Now, for anyone listening to this podcast who is keen to put their name down for more information, there is a button beneath this podcast to submit your inquiry, and the team at Reunion Training will get the ball rolling ASAP and get you started on your franchising journey. Now, thanks again for joining us on the podcast today, Gavin. We wish you success in your continuing business journey, and we hope to hear from you soon for an update.
2: Cheers. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me on.
1: Thanks, Gavin.
2: Cheers, Ellen. Thanks for having me
0: Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Gavin Aquilina, who is the COO at Reunion Training, a group training franchise revolutionizing the industry. To find out more about Gavin and the Reunion Training franchise, or to discover other Eden Exchanges episodes, head to our networking website, www.businessbuyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitchers if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent information on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening!